Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries. We're glad that you're with us for today's Encouragement Podcast. I'm Brent Van Hook, the director of Shepherd's Fold, and we're glad that you're with us today. You can learn more about us at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Today we want to bring encouragement to ministers, pastors, church staff, missionaries, and more who are doing the work of Jesus Christ and encourage you as you continue on. So thank you for being with us today. I have a special guest. It's Vernon Whaley. And Vernon, thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to our visit together. Yes, yes. Well, you're a good friend of mine and uh, of our family as well. For our listeners, will you tell just a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, um, presently I serve at Trevecca University as the Associate Vice President of Program Development for Music and Worship. Prior to that, I served at Liberty University and helped them build a thriving worship program. We started in 2005 with 89 students, and today the program has around 800 resident students in the area of music and worship and about 980 online students. So it's been amazing to see how God has blessed over these years. But we're glad to be here at Trevecca. We believe God's led us here. We've been here about a year and a half. Yes, well, we're glad you're in Music City. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) We like being near friends like you. Today, as I said, we're reaching out to ministers of all kinds and all different places. And especially in today's day and time, we want to bring encouragement. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and uh, and give me your insights on these. So here's here's the first one. Why are ministers important? What comes to mind when I say that? Well, I think there's... uh... In the area of worship, where I've lived for the last 40 years, and as a worship pastor, I'll make my application so that it's there, and then I can obviously I can right. apply it to the senior pastor or whatever. Right. But the first thing that comes to my mind is that the Lord has given us a responsibility to shepherd that flock and to encourage them and to edify them and to bring them to a place where they are fully grown up disciples in Christ. Um. I have kind of a five-fold task for the worship pastor, I usually say. that They have a responsibility to teach, to teach worship, to teach what the Bible has to say about worship, to, to teach people what God's Word says about their personal relationships with Him, how they need to be responsible to holiness, personal holiness, and to Christian lifestyle living, and so forth. And then they also have the responsibility of training those that God has placed in their path to do what they believe God's called them to do. And then in the place of worship, they have a responsibility of edifying and encouraging. So every time the worship pastor stands forward in the congregation, his responsibility is not necessarily to give them all the songs they like or they dislike, for that matter, mm-hmm. uh, but rather to encourage and to uh, help them understand that the, the struggles they're going through with today are only for today, and that the God that they serve is superintending their lives, and he loves them more than they could ever imagine, and uh, encourage them, and then to edify them and to build them up and understand that the responsibilities that they have in serving the Lord are an ongoing responsibility, and that God's going to do His tender and loving and discipling work in their lives, just like He's done in my life. And then they have the responsibility, so it's not just at teaching and training and edifying and encouraging, but evangelizing. They have the responsibility to share what God has done and what He's doing in my life and the life of those that have received Jesus Christ. I, my responsibility is to reach out in the community where I serve right. and then to teach those that I serve the same thing. And then finally is to promote the local assembly. 
so that my responsibility as a pastor is to promote those that God has called me to. It's, I, over the years, I've worked with lots of young worship pastors and lots of pastors that uh, kind of have their head cocked over the right shoulder looking at the church down the street and said, boy, I wish I could be serving at that church. I'd be doing the following if I served at that church. The reality, God didn't call them there. God right. called them to serve the body that they, they're serving. And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. But it is a place that God has given them to serve. So it really involves five areas, and that's why it's important to the whole church. And the responsibility of the worship pastor is not just to minister to the musicians or the worship team, but to minister to all the body of Christ yes. and to the whole church. Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful, uh, wonderful, encouraging and insightful. Hey, let's take it a step further now, and let me ask you this question. Why should ministers keep going and not give up? Wow, that's a great question, because there have been times in my ministry I wanted to give up. Mm -hmm. uh, I was asked to leave a church one time, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so my knee-jerk reaction was, bless God, I'm leaving. I don't have to serve in a church Look the way the ministry treats you. Mm -hmm. I think what caused me to reconsider that is I began really understanding afresh and knew that God had called me to do that. Yes. The calling is absolutely the most important thing for a worship pastor or a minister, a senior pastor, anyone serving the church to understand and receive and to obey. And in that process of understanding this calling that God has on his life, it's easy for us to see that God has a calling that's going to, for all Christians to be holy and to be righteous and to be believers for that matter and to worship and to be good to one another and so forth. That's a calling that God places. We call that the general calling. Right, right. But then there's a specific calling he places on your life and says, I want you to do this. Right. Or I want you to do that. And what I usually tell people is that God calls us to the ministry. It's a general ministry. Right. So for 10 years of my life, I may be serving as a minister of music and youth, which used to be a really kind of a popular title. They get, mm -hmm. And then the next 10 or 15 years, I'm serving at a Christian college. And then I go back to serving in a church or I go to the mission field. Mm -hmm. All of those are vineyards that God gives us to serve in. But the call to the gospel ministry that I received when I was just a young man is still the same calling that God has placed on my life. And I'm finding that many times we forget that calling. And so we need jerk and say, well, let's God, I'm not going to do this again. No one's going to treat me this way. Well, God didn't guarantee that if you answer his callings, you're going to be treated wonderfully your entire life. Mm -hmm. What he did guarantee that he was going to be faithful. And what he does guarantee is that he's going to provide all your needs in Christ Jesus. And that includes our emotional needs. That includes our intellectual needs. includes all of our needs. Yes, 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 yes. So insightful. Thank you. Well, hey, in a few moments, we'll bring today's podcast to a close. But before we do, is there a word of encouragement uh, or blessing that you would like to bring to our listeners today? What, what comes to mind? Well, it's kind of along this same line of the calling. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little passage from Ephesians 4. Uh, I always kind of find that the, <laughs> the safest place to go is just go back to the Word of God. And... Um, when I get in those times when I'm in a slump or things have not gone like I wanted to, I, the first thing I do is I run to my Bible. And yes. I say, okay, Lord, you're going to have to show me uh, something new about yourself. So I'll share this. This comes from Ephesians 4. But there's some things that really kind of jump out to me as I as I read through it. I'm not going to read all 14 verses or 15, 16 verses that I talk about this subject, but I'm going to just kind of skip around. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. That issue of walking worthy is a commitment we make to God when we first say, yes, Lord, I'm going to accept this calling. 
Then he says, in loneliness and gentleness, that has everything to do with my disposition. I'm going to, I'm going to react to things. And then it says, long suffering, well, that has to do with my patience and bearing with one another in love. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through you all. And I would just stop right there. But the Apostle Paul goes on, he says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So the gifting that God has given you to do this calling is actually a gift he takes from Christ. And he says, let me give it to you. And it's it's part of the calling. It's And then what we have a responsibility then is to equip ourselves for that calling. But I always like it to tell people when he we obligate ourselves to equip ourselves for the calling and go to college or whatever it is, he obligates himself to provide for us while we are being equipped. This relationship we have with God, the moment we say, yes, just like Abraham said, here am I, yes, I'll do it. Or just like Moses said, here am I, or just like Joshua said it, or Samuel, or any, any number of other Old Testament patriarchs. They, they came to a place in their lives, even Isaiah said this, here I am, Lord. Mm-hmm. What do you really want me to do? So when we answer that calling, we say, yes, Lord, I will do this. There's a peace that comes across your heart. There's a gentleness that comes across your heart. There's a subtleness that comes across your heart. It's kind of like what First Peter chapter 5 says. It, uh, I love what the apostle says. He says, after you have suffered a while, the Holy Spirit will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So during these troubled days, that's what I would probably leave as a last word. Hang on to the fact that God has called you and he's given you his gifts so that you can do the calling. And then he's obligated himself to perfect you to establish you, to strengthen you, and to settle you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for being our special guest today, Vernon. We uh, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. Uh, we, we're so thankful for all that God is doing through you and in you. And it's our privilege to make this connection today. Listeners, once again, thank you for joining us and for being part of today's podcast. One more time, Vernon. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for allowing me to do this. And God's blessings upon you and the ministry he's called you to. It's much needed. And we'll be praying for you and trusting the Lord for great things ahead. Amen. Thank you.